the end of this Tenebrae service, we will sing, Were You There? The old Negro spiritual, Were You There When They Crucified My Lord? It's one of the most moving songs for me in this service and during this Good Friday. The answer is, of course, that we weren't there. But we come tonight to remember that day that Jesus hung upon the cross, having suffered the scorn and shame and the beatings and the mock trials and all the things that Jesus endured, the suffering, the torture, finally the execution, naked on a cross outside of Jerusalem. In the Jewish understanding, the word remember is not simply meant that we think back on something that happened a long time ago. The word member, if you think about it, has, has, has a sense of being together, right? We are members of the body of Christ, for instance. There's a wholeness, there's a togetherness. And so in the Jewish understanding of that word, to remember is the opposite of dismember. It's to be connected once again so that we're not simply thinking back on the cross of Calvary, but we're reconnecting with the cross of Calvary and our Lord's death. Tonight, as we remember with the death of our Lord, our crucified God, we remember that Jesus' death Jesus was willing to die on the cross to take our sins upon himself. He offers himself as the sin sacrifice for us, the perfect lamb of God who lays down his life for the sins of the world. Many in our time don't like the idea of being told they're a sinner or that they're a bad person, or they're in need of being saved from themselves. But the reality is it's true. And even if we won't admit it, in the darkness of our own lives, and the quiet and the isolation we know, we know all the times that we have done what we should not have done and left undone things we should have done. The first three words of these last seven words of Jesus, which is what we're commemorating tonight in the Tenebrae service, the last seven phrases, if you will, that Jesus said, the first three really point at Jesus' selflessness. And in contrast, they remind me of my great sin. Jesus is compassionate towards his enemies. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. How quick I am to condemn my enemies and to criticize them and maybe even shout them to silence. And yet Jesus prays to the Father that the Father will have mercy on his enemies, those that have crucified him. From the cross, Jesus is also doing the work of evangelism. 
on the cross, two sinners, one to his left and one to his right, one mocking him, the other asking questions, seeking to know the one who's hanging beside him. And to him, Jesus says, today you will be with me in paradise. Oh, aren't we thankful for the thief on the cross? For all those who make a deathbed confession of Jesus. For all those who languish their whole lives in sin. And then at the last possible moment, turn and cry out, my God, my God, have mercy on me. Jesus is doing the work of evangelism and he's doing the work of building the church. The third word is him looking down to, to Mary and John, the, the youngest uh, disciple, and saying to Mary, this is your son now, and to John, this is your mother. And yes, he's providing for his own mother, but he's also giving us a picture of how he refamilies us in the body of Christ. Some of us have families, but we aren't really connected to them or maybe they've already passed on into the afterlife for some of us we don't have families that we're connected to but Jesus says I have made you a part of a family and he does that work even from the cross the second thing we need to remember remember tonight about the cross of Jesus is that Jesus not only takes our sin upon himself, but he also comes into our sin, our pain and our suffering, and he walks through it with us. Jesus from the cross, this fourth word that you just heard read, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Is the first line of Psalm 22 the suffering servant psalm of the of the son of the sinned well i can't get that word out but the psalm about the suffering of a messiah and the psalmist goes on to say over and over again about how he's being tortured and attacked and pulled apart and beaten and stretched thin and that he's a worm and not a man and that he's surrounded by wild animals who want to tear him apart and his bones are exposed, and on and on the psalmist cries out. And surely Jesus was not simply quoting the first line of that psalm, but as, as a first century Jew, he was remembering all of the words of Psalm 22 that were ultimately about him. Jesus not only takes our sin upon him, but he, he steps down into our sin, our suffering, our pain, and he comes alongside us and says, you don't suffer alone. I am with you. But the greatest pain of the cross was not simply the human suffering Jesus underwent. Although he was human and he did suffer every piece of it. But he's also crying out in the fullest fulfillment of that psalm, Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because in that moment... Jesus was contemplating being separated from the Father for the first and only time for all eternity. And to have known the oneness, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and then to be willing to give that up, even for a short period of time, 
was the ultimate sacrifice of Christ for us. As he contemplates the separation from the Father. Jesus will cry out in the fifth word, I thirst. Jesus, who can bring water from rock, who is the living water. Jesus will enter into a place of need and suffering for us. Entering into the pain of our lives. Whatever you suffer through, I may not be able to relate, but Jesus does know how to. He enters the pain of your human existence and mine. And right now, as we pray for Ukraine, we pray for those suffering in the midst of war and destruction. Jesus says to us on this Good Friday, I also enter that pain and that suffering. But lastly, we must remember, remember, reconnect tonight with the fact that when we look at the cross of Jesus Christ, we are looking at the completion of God's work of salvation. The sixth word will be, it is finished. Jesus says, by giving myself up on the cross, I complete the work of salvation. It is completed. There is nothing you can do to add anything to the work of Christ. And Jesus would remind us today that we need to stop working as if we somehow can earn anything to be more pleasing to the Lord. The work is done. The last, the seventh phrase or word, Jesus will cry out from the cross, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And Jesus is not saying my spirit's leaving but my body's staying behind. That's not what he's saying. He's saying with all that I am, I commit myself into your care. All that I am, I commit to you. And I go the way that you have planned. And he did it of his own free will. We cannot add anything to the work of salvation. But what we can do is say the same prayer that Jesus prayed. Into your hands, I commend my spirit. Commit yourself tonight once again to remember the cross of Christ, our crucified Lord. Make Jesus' story your own story because it is. Commit again your life to the one who gave his life for you. Jesus dies for our sins. 
He enters our pain and our suffering and he completes the work of redemption. Look on the one who was crucified for you. In the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.